welcome to the official last episode of the podcast for the year. Today I will be discussing my top 22 Miami restaurants of 2022, the Palette Awards. My name is Brenda and I am the host and also the owner and editor of the Wet Palette blog and all of its accompanying social media accounts. Here are some important things to know before I jump in. These are the restaurants you visit to sit for dinner. Sit for dinner. So not just grab a bite, order a few things, stop in, or enjoy some cocktails. You can actually enjoy Food Nirvana at any of these top 22 locations. Arrive early for a cocktail. Choose a bottle of wine or appropriate pairing. Start with some appetizers. Order your entree, dessert, after-dinner drink, or maybe a cafecito. Perhaps enjoy a tasting menu. Enjoy the ambiance, celebrate something, and interact with friends and staff. Receive the kind of service you don't have to think about because it just is. Dinner as a leisurely experience and not an afterthought or just a selfie op like so many places in Miami. The restaurants receiving the Palette Awards offer the total package. Many of the places I have also named on my Miami-Dade County favorites list. That's one I update throughout the year, but not all that are on that list are on here. The criteria is different for both. A few restaurants have shifted significantly within the list compared to other years. Some were removed. Know that I don't add any restaurants that opened during the last quarter of the year and why it might take longer for me um, to have some appear on the list. It happened when Guy opened and Surf Club and Boya Day and Stubborn. Everyone wanted to know why I didn't add them and that was the reason why. This is my 10th year posting this list and the third with a corresponding award. I actually reserved, ordered, photographed, ate, and paid at these restaurants. No one asked me to, no one paid me to do so. Supporting our local restaurants brings me joy, and I am just simply passionate about Miami's food scene. So here's my criteria. What do I mean by the total package? Well, exceptional food, obviously, right? First and foremost. Are these dishes that moved or stayed with me long after leaving the restaurant? Is the menu different than anything else found in South Florida? Is the menu enticing and cohesive? How much care went into composing a dish? Is it thrown together? Or skillfully plated? Are the ingredients used of excellent quality? And ultimately, is it fucking good? To be completely honest. Consistency. This year, more than ever, consistency played a significant role in my decision for placement. Although the awards, technically speaking, are for the restaurant's performance in 2022, I did take more into consideration. Have they consistently delivered the same caliber of experience time after time? Can I count on the chosen location to perform always at its best? Who is committed to Miami and has already toughed it out long-term or has the potential to do so? Sips, a notable beverage program can be found at most of these. Visits, restaurant visits for those already listed vary. I still try and dine in multiple times and follow their annual progress closely, of course. And more. From the tiniest mom-and-pop restaurant listed to the poshest one, these pots all exude character and evoke a feeling once in the space. Did the staff go out of their way to offer stellar service? Did the team pay attention to the details from arrival and throughout dinner? Were reservations honored? How were any arising issues resolved? How many menu options are offered to the diner? Is it the same menu at all times? If it's an import concept, are they incorporating any local sources? Here's what you will not find. 
the type of restaurant where someone says, it's a dive, but it, it has the best fill in the blank. Oh, the best service, although the food isn't the greatest. Such a beautiful view, but the food is just okay. I don't love it, but the owners are so nice. You have to go. Never been, but I saw it on so-and-so's list, so I think I'll add it to mine too. I know someone who knows someone who knows someone, and I got in. And yeah, there's food. <laughs> Order at the counter and wait for your pager to vibrate. And my favorite Miami, Miami description. I love it there. It's so much fun. The food, yeah, the food's kind of good. Well, have no fear. Those lists do exist elsewhere. Worth noting, there's a time and a place for the dives and the ones with the fun vibes. Of course, I have. Did I not go to Sexy Fish this year? I mean, I did. <laughs> but this list, however, awards those restaurants I feel offer the most well-rounded and top experiences in Miami. I hope you use this list as a reference when making your next reservation and as a springboard to keep the conversation about Miami restaurants going. Here we go. Number 22, Lion and the Rambler. I'm excited to add this newcomer to the list. Earlier this year, Chef Michael Bolin opened his tasty menu in Coral Gables. He navigates Miami's complex culinary jungle with great skill and grace. Bolin delivers courses highlighting fresh and local ingredients to his ever-changing menu, now also available a la carte. The one constant during each visit, bread. I cannot get enough. This might be Miami's best bread program, maybe. On a recent menu, he had Rouge de Bordeaux sourdough, Yecora Rojo focaccia, and Sonora wheat brioche. All are made in-house every day with freshly milled heirloom grains. It's a labor of love, he says, and I agree. Yes, chef. Number 21, ghee. Bite after bite, year after year, infused with love, spice, and everything nice, I am still crushing on ghee. This family-owned Indian kitchen continues to deliver an unforgettable experience. If visiting for the first time, I highly recommend the tasting menu. Dinner at ghee stays with you long after it concludes. Number 20, Kojin, now renamed Chef's Table at Hashidori Ramen. This tiny speakeasy showcases a seasonal tasting menu at the refined hands of executive chef Pedro Mederos and executive pastry chef Catherine Mederos. Eight seats and one big part. They've only just begun and their future is bright. Number 19, Tur Kitchen. Let's just say Tour unexpectedly took me by storm this year. This hidden gem in Coral Gables offers flavor-packed detailed dishes showcasing Chef Chirino's extensive Michelin kitchen background. The welcoming and professional staff seamlessly leads the tasting menu journey for an unforgettable experience. Dinner ends with a symphony of beautiful sweets and my favorite, the Turkish coffee service. Wow. Number 18. Leku. I have been keeping a close eye on Leku since its opening. Hidden within the grounds of the Rubel Museum, the Spax-style restaurant offers a killer tasting menu worthy of its own Michelin star, and most certainly, a palate award. Leku has been firing on all cylinders for a while now. The experience delivers the whole package. Food, service, vibe, decor, and sips. It's also home to one of my top bites, the Tartar de Iberico. I love that dish. Number 17, 
la fresa francesa, a Hialeah meets Paris fairy tale. Charming owners Benoit and Sandy are the heart of this dreamy operation, and it shows. Filled with antiques and curiosities throughout the restaurant space, you can't help but transport to yesteryear. Tropical Miami touches on the menu remind you that this isn't your typical French cafe. You can find a truffled egg and cocotte, a croque madame, or a roasted quail on any given day. Pero aquí también hay guayaba and papaya sprinkled on some dishes. Fun tip, there's even a clever use of a pastelito on a dish. If you know, you know. The new pastelia addition to their weeknight repertoire is exciting. Look it up if you haven't heard about it. Yes, Fresa is French, but Chef Ben has a special touch for pasta. He really, really does. And more importantly, Fresa serves the best damn crepes in Miami Dade. I said what I said and I stand by it. Number 16, Osaka Cocina Nikkei. One of the very few restaurants on this list with several other locations of their concept worldwide. I don't know about Lima, Buenos Aires, Santiago, Sao Paulo, Quito, Bogota, or London, but in Miami, this Nikkei gem impresses with plenty of stunting dishes on their menu, unlike any others. The tuna foie, the hotate truffle, niku tartar, and the pato mochero whew, caught my attention years ago. Consistent quality and attentive service with every visit keep me coming back and raving about Osaka. Itame or Itamai. I keep going back and forth on the name. <laughs> Gone are the days of this Nisei pop-up and when Nikkei-inspired Itame occupied a small spot at St. Roque Market. The spot at number 15. Itamai offers several seats at the chef's counter inside and the most Miami-esque spread outside at the Palm Court in the Miami Design District. The menu continues growing and evolving. Every dish demands attention and an occasional spoon because the sauces are so damn good, they're no joke. You will never find me not ordering the pulpo al olivo. I mean, just saying those words make my heart pang for it again. Itame also takes great pride in providing the best fish available. With the creativity, knife skills, and passion to match, you cannot go wrong with a single thing on that menu. Even the red and green leaf lettuce salad is, salad is a standout. Yes, I said lettuce. Number 14, Lamar. Led by the skilled Diego Oca, Lamar by Gaston Acurio serves outstanding upscale Asian Peruvian food. The unparalleled Miami views win you over before you even take a bite, but it's not about the location. Service is always on point, and the delicious seafood-heavy menu keeps diners returning. Returning, But don't despair if fish is not your favorite. The menu also carries a fabuloso lomo saltado and a hotter-than-hot take on a chaufa aeropuerto. A new must-order dish, the duck shawanmushi, tops the menu now. Fire! And as for the much-missed brunch, at least on my end, it is finally back, and I cannot wait to return. Number 13. Uchi. The Uchi experience can be as an omakase or a la carte. The non-traditional Japanese concept is fast-paced, hip, loud, and casual. Good luck choosing what to eat. The sprawling menu overwhelms at first. It is divided into seemingly never-ending sections. Oh, the possibilities. Hot and cold tastings, vegetables, tempura, sushi, sashimi, toyosu selections, bluefin selection, house specials, and dessert. This year, Uchi collaborated with other Miami restaurants as Um, for one-of-a-kind experiences, and I love seeing a non-Florida concept going above and beyond to integrate itself with the existing local restaurants. Number 12, 
Boya Day. Hidden within an unassuming strip mall in Little Haiti, the restaurant is small but grand in character and style and you have probably heard me say this before. The high quality eats never skip a beat and now have a shiny new Michelin star to show off. One bite was all it took to get me hooked during my first visit. Reservations are hard to come by. If you dine with a party of four, food enthusiasts up for the challenge, trying every menu item is a definite possibility. Despite its casual na nature, service and wine are equally important as the food at Boya. Also, bathroom vodka monkeys. Check them out. You're welcome. Number 11, Fukia. But also Cajun, Latin, Viet, fuck yeah. Everything about this place screams cool. Graffiti, neon, and vintage touches. There's a cohesive message that always shines through here. Fukia's got soul and they are Miami royalty. A 2011 pop-up that started it all. Fook worked hard through the years to fine tune their restaurant and clearly it shows. I crave this menu often. This crispy imperial roll, the PY noodles, and the smoke, smoked short rib never leave my order and they might as well just call it the Wet Palace Special. Hmm. Number 10, Machialina. When this list kick off, kicked off in 2013, Maquilina appeared as an early honoree for a couple years, and as the South Florida dining scene expanded and changed, I lost my connection to it somewhere along the way. I am happy to have revisited several times this year and rekindled that love. Maquilina has persevered, reinvented itself as needed without losing the charm and quality with which it began. That's so important. Dinner at Maquilina feels like entering a warm and inviting home, not a business establishment. The pasta-centric menu keeps me addicted and I can always count on finding a new gem off that wine list. Number 9. Coat Korean Steakhouse A Korean steakhouse offering steak omakase with a Michelin star? Okay? See, si. The vibe, sexy, electric, and contagious. Still feels intimate throughout the 5,900-square-foot um, restaurant. Telepathic service, too. The left hand here does know what the right is doing. Impressive to witness. Not skipping a beat, the staff at Coat enthusiastically parades through the space with intent and purpose. It's clear this is a team effort. Coat takes great pride in domestic prime grade and imported Japanese Wagyu. And great care and detail also went into the development of the beverage program. Fun fact, the wines by the glass are poured out of magnums bottled just for Coat directly from the wineries. Number eight, bourbon steak. Have they really been around for 15 years? They sure have. Executive chef Gabriel Fenton victoriously leads the bourbon steak kitchen. When he's not executing Michael Mina's staple dishes, he's meticulously and proudly adding new dishes using as many fresh and seasonal ingredients as possible. The extensive wine list and equally spectacular handmade cocktails and spirits list have something for everyone. Besides the obvious commitment to the food served, the overall experience with a guest must be as close to perfect as humanly possible and is something they take very, very seriously. In a city so preoccupied with the latest trends, looks and not enough attention to customer service, it is nice to know a magical place such as Bourbon Steak exists. An exceptional modern steakhouse with classic roots, skills, and incredible panache. And also, the trio of duck fat french fries. Number 7. Zitzsum. Words cannot adequately express 
how much I love it. I knew this newcomer was remarkable when every dish made me pause for appreciation. How much, how is this much flavor in one bite possible? I thought. Damn, that was good. I commented course after course. Zitsa now offers a tasty menu, and trust me, it's the smart move. All diners have to do is sit back and enjoy the show. Simply phenomenal. Number six, Nawe, one of South Florida's most respected restaurants. With an intense focus, Chef Kevin Corey diligently executes each course flawlessly. Despite the mounting awards and mentions that Nawe receives, his grace, humbleness, and contagious serenity come across loud and clear. The impressive attention to detail continues throughout dinner. Continues throughout dinner. Minimalistic modern interior design and classical music provide an immaculate and harmonious backdrop to the royal menu. Expect an endless selection of organic vegetables, rice, freshly grated wasabi root, and even shoju and sake from the chef Kevin Corey's family brewery, which dates back to the 1800s. Two seatings per night, four diners per seating, an adventure, a challenge, and education. Here is the top five. L'Atelier de Joel Robuchon. What an honor to continue the Robuchon legacy on the Miami stage. The city's inaugural Michelin guide recently awarded L'Atelier the only two Michelin stars in Florida. The restaurant offers a couple of specialty and seasonal tasting menus, plus a la carte options. The signature dishes are more than just food, they're a taste of history. Every dish is executed to mind-blowing perfection, top-notch from beginning to end. The restaurant has been through many kitchen changes, actually, but their delivery has never been rocked. Unusual and admirable. This modern French cuisine concept is about the, perfuto, the pursuit of perfection, attention to detail, and care about the diner having the ultimate adventure. Miamians might be surprised to learn that the overall service is neither stuffy nor intimidating. Number four, stubborn seed. Passion, grit, and a playful flair make Chef Jeremy Ford's stubborn seed a strong keeper every year. The exposed concrete, quaint retro furnishings, and a graffiti artwork establish a casual, a casual fine dining vibe. Service is welcoming and friendly. The upscale dishes and newly minted Michelin star solidify its powerhouse status. Chances are you will spot Ford Center Sage Kitchen, happily cooking away with his contagious smile and culinary oomph. Only he can make juggling several restaurants across a couple of counties and family life look easy. Top Chef fans, take note. There's always a crudo on the menu. Foie gras lovers, you must know Ford still makes South Florida's sexiest. Ordering a la carte is available during the week, but the seasonal tasting menu is always the way to go, and that's usually on the weekend. And what a ride it is to go on. Rock on Ford. Number three, Ariette. One of my top tried and true spots. When was the last time you visited Ariette? Chef owner Michael Beltran has navigated and overcome adversity through the years to get to where he is today. Coconut Grove's one Michelin star Ariette sits pretty, solid, and stable, offering diners an array of spectacular experiences. Two chefs tasting menus, an a la carte menu, and Miami's sold duck press experience. Every dish is obsessively conceptualized and executed, often showcasing Cuban-inspired courses unlike anywhere else. Nouveau Miami cuisine. I am blessed to have experienced Ariette's evolution from the beginning, and I greatly admire this restaurant's journey. Number two, Fiola. Forget the star-studded dining room. The food and service at Fiola Miami are worthy of our praise and the real stars that matter. 
Local chef Danny Gannon brings that Miami heat and passion to the kitchen. I admire the team's ability to execute service beautifully day after day at such a large scale. Said to be inspired by regional Italian classic dishes and family traditions, Fiola's menu offers something for everyone and the dizzying options can overwhelm. How does one even choose when everything is excellent? Dinner is always coursed perfectly and tableside presentations and explanations flow easily. Each highly curated plate, tray, bowl, and platter showcase the food at its best. Stunning to look at and even better to taste. The wine program is one of my personal favorites and you can trust the dedicated and knowledgeable Psalms will always guide you towards the most suitable option for your palate. Number one, the surf club. Again, consistent since day one, I can assure you that the unmistakable Chef Keller finesse and signature style comes off loud and clear at the surf club. The goal is continental cuisine interpreted for today's contemporary guests. Make no mistake, this is fine dining. White tablecloths and the best ingredients available with the absolute best hospitality in all of South Florida. The marble and beauty of the surf club is just how effortless it all feels. A well choreographed and executed performance worthy of a standing ovation. The best, without a doubt. New 22 chef de cuisine Michael DeSico brings exciting weekly specials to jazz up the classic menu. Now sporting an inaugural Michelin Guide Florida star, the Surf Club is always a solid choice whenever the guests want to be spoiled and experience the perfect night. And not just because of the kick-ass chocolate cake. Congratulations to the 2022 Palette Award recipients. We are so lucky to have you. As always, thank you, the listener, for following along with me this inaugural year and all these 22 episodes. I'm not yet sure what 2023 will bring, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for also visiting my website, reading and sharing. Get out there and make your reservations, Miami. They all deserve your attention and support. Cheers.